0: It's amazing how little the human eye sees and how much is missed. It could be something obvious, your keys, for example. It could be the bird's nest at the top of a tree. It could be the expressive sorrow and pain in your loved one's or friend's eyes. It could be the blood stain that you always thought was a wine spill. It could be the shadow monster right behind you. Oh, you can try to turn and look, but you'll never see it. Never. Monsters dwell everywhere, you know? Below the earth, on the surface, in the sky. But don't worry. If you're here, you're safe. Monsters never come between the clouds. Well, viewers, it has come to my attention that we now have a larger listener base after the latest mishap with the other stations which I feel is rather awkward as mainly we cover the lives of Cynthia Jallin's cloud cats, bringing how cute they are per week. Oh, and of course, uh, the passing events. But here's the thing. There isn't really much to cover up here in the clouds. There are the other radio stations, of course. The passing competitions between us and the other cloud cities. The lives of us. But that's hardly a lot, is it? But then, then there are the lives of them. Them being the ones below us, the Underworlders. When you think about it, we don't really know anything about them. We have the ruins of the Museum of Underworlders. But of course, those are just ruins. We can see them if we choose. But we don't really know what to see, do we? So, starting now, weekly we will have an uh- Segment, an underworlder history segment, which will hopefully enlighten you to the strange habits of the beings called humans that live beneath us. Let's start with their measurement of time. The majority of the land based civilizations measure time based on their location. As where they live seems to be a fixed space, they see the sun rise and see it set. After the setting time, there is a period of semi darkness called night. Semi as humans make their own lights. After the rising time, it is day. They divide day, which also includes night, into 24 hours, each into 60 minutes, and each minute into 60 seconds. That way, based on what hour and minute it is, they can determine the time. Very different from our day, eh? Ooh, and get this viewers, times differ from place to place at the exact same time. It can be four o'clock, o'clock is just one way of stating the hour it is, in one place and another place, it can be two o'clock. Oh, and get this, 365, sometimes 366 of their days constitutes a year. Very different from our year, eh? This is the end of the uh segment. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, my assistant, not Gerard, of course, he's still down there, uh, has just reminded me that it is necessary to report on the aftermath of the hack war. As you no doubt recall, a few clockworks ago, there was an overzealous hack war, and we all nearly fell to the ground. We managed to get secure, but a large number of us still managed to fall down. Mainly those on the south side. And people who weren't looking down. John Doe, I am talking about you. Now, a number of the Fallen have floated back up, John Doe included. However, there are still some who are strangely absent. Of course, it's not common for the Fallen to be intrigued by the ground and then take a while to return, though usually they send up a message regarding their will and estate. These people have not, including Celia Thompson. Now, why do I mention Celia? Is it because her cloud cats are invading my home and destroying my belongings? No, of course not. I would never bring such a petty and personal grudge onto the air. No, it is because she has not paid me for the dare she got me to do when we were kids. I've sent her a message every other clockwork or so, but I have not obtained a response. And if she is going to disappear, I will ensure she gives me that nickel she owes me. The traffic department wishes us to tell you, and I quote, We note all your pterodactyl screams, but as there are no gaps and as the clouds aren't moving, it is irrelevant if you scream. Traffic doesn't matter unless we're moving. Honestly, we thought we, you knew better than that now. Like, seriously, were you born yesterday? And then their message rumbles off into an unknown language. There are um, snippets of something called police and detainment, and if you don't stop, we'll throw you down to be fed on by the beasts. So I guess, like, don't scream anymore. The traffic department seems pretty annoyed. If traffic really is that dire and you must scream, bottle up your yells and then send them to the recycling facility. There, they'll be put to use. An update on the community calendar, or rather a notice. Stop asking when the feast will be. We're still missing a lot of the cooks, and until we can get them back, we can't have food and thus a feast. Just be patient, okay? We'll let you know when we'll do the feast, okay? Now, to be dull and not have any interesting transitions, because apparently we need to act like a proper radio station, we go. To the weather. To be free. What a feeling. To finally get out of that dreadful hole where the two pale beings with metal and glass for eyes prodded and poked and tested and tortured. To finally not have to lash out. To not be stuck in the internal dark. To finally return to the true form. But what is this? A rope? And it's too tight? Too tight? Too tight? Hey, that's Celia. I recognize her thoughts anywhere. Celia! Celia! Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, the ropes around you, and there's this monster- Wait, is that an underworld? Fun <laughs> Ash, <laughs> S- Helen, Jen, go let the authorities, everyone! There's an underworld coming up! We honestly need that cutting off to- stop becoming a habit. Like, seriously. It's annoying. I had stuff I wanted to say. Also, if our city being threatened every few clockworks is gonna become a regular thing, I might just have to resign. Anyways, I suppose I have to tell you what happened. Celia Thompson, being the troublemaking idiot that she is, brought in Underworlder up to us. This creature was biped. seemed completely terrified, even of itself. I don't quite understand why. After all, it was the horrid creature that had glass and metal over its face, where its eyes should have been. And despite having clothes, the creature seemed shockingly bare. It um, it was then that we realized that it didn't have a and that the cloud underneath it wasn't rattling. It captured me! Celia yelled, and I rolled my eyes and said, if you got captured, it was probably your own fault. But yeah, that's terrible, I'm sure. Celia was angry, of course, and listed the creature's numerous crimes. I didn't care to listen. Uh, we... Um, we being me, Celia, and Robert, dragged the creature to the center where it would be held and it'd scream the entire time, not stopping until Robert bared his teeth. Then the thing just whimpered. What are you? Robert hissed. And I was like, chill, Robert. Violence gets us nowhere. Robert kind of, like, glared at me, but then shock filled his face. Who are you? How are you here? I started to introduce myself, but then Robert recognized me and then turned back to the creature. So what are you? The creature just continued to whimper. See, I whispered loudly to Celia, who also glared at me. It's trying to be brave, you know, withholding information. At that, the creature's head snapped up. No, I'm not. It sounded almost angry. Dictation number 57. Bravery is both irrelevant and illegal. Okay then, I said as we three all looked at each other. Anyways, the question lasted a really long time. And long story short, it's a thing called a scientist and from a place that's below the buffs. Apparently there was a portal in which Celia went through that transported her to their home. But Celia denies there ever being a portal. There is a wormhole, sure, yeah, but a portal? No. This, of course, raises questions, as we have never heard of a place below buffs, and we see everything, and we don't know this wormhole Celia went through. Robert got into a panic, because what if they were an enemy and about to attack? Robert gets worked up like that. He's going to keep us updated, though, but he says that I shouldn't tell anyone about this in case you guys panic. It's rubbish, of course. You people will panic about something minuscule and forget about it the next clockwork. If you are now panicking, or if you had been because of the emergency alarms, relax. The threat, if there ever was one, is contained and will harm no one. If you didn't know about any of this before I opened my mouth and ignored the emergency alarms as a drill or because you were blasting music too loud, don't worry about it, honestly. That drama's over. Um, but viewers? Have that talk with your loved ones. There are still quite a few people still down, and it's possible they have fallen down similar wormholes, yet weren't as fortunate to get back up again. And, of course, it's always good to review important knowledge in order not to forget it. Yes, totally. Um, well, it's been a long couple of days recently, and the telltale chill is coming up again. Lay down on your beds, viewers, and let the cold ease you to sleep. Sweet dreams, viewers. Sweet Dreams. Dictation number 45. Independence is a trait found only in the short-lived. Citizens of Dark Below the Bluffs, this is your government radio. Citizens, you remember that ghastly creature I described in our last broadcast? Well, you will be happy to know that it is yet contained in those amazing security vaults. The scientists studying it have reported that it is acting strangely, floating up to the ceiling of its observation cell and trying to claw its way through, making a strange high-pitched keening that has already sent three scientists to the hospital with bleeding eardrums, the rest have Dawn earplugs, and are continuing to study the creature from above. Oh, they have also said that anything they discover about the creature will be made public in about a century or two, so wait for that. Moving on, citizens, I have great news! Our government decreed that since I did such a great job in my first broadcast, that I would have a partner here in the station. Citizens, I would like to introduce my radio partner, French. It's Frank, and that's not why I'm here. Oh, then why are you here? You will find out soon enough. Okay then, citizens, I would like to introduce Fry's... Frank! Who is here for reasons known only to those who need know them. Anything you would like to say, um... Frank. Right, anything you'd like to say, Frank? Yes, I've written a haiku I would like to share. Okay, go ahead. Perfect this town seems, although maybe not all that, they say that it is. Oh, uh, g- gonna have to interrupt you there, Fresh. I've got breaking news. <clears throat> Citizens, something disastrous has happened. The scientist, Tired of the creature's constant clawing at the ceiling, attached a rope to the creature and put it outside, much like a balloon. However, as soon as the creature reached the outside, it began desperately clawing upwards, bringing the attached scientist with it. Up and up they sailed, the scientists realizing with horror that the creature was floating up towards the mysterious portal. They cried with alarm, with horror, with shock. There was nothing they could do. The creature sailed through the bright light of the portal. The poor scientist dangling behind it on a rope, and they both vanished from sight. Citizens, we will mourn. We will mourn for this poor man who died for science. But for now, Frank will take you to the weather. We don't have any weather. Thank you, Frank, and and the traffic. The what? Wonderful. Now, do we uh do we have any updates on the scientists? No. Well, we seem to be out of news for the moment. So. Anything you'd like to share, Fred? It's Frank! Sorry, sorry, oh, Frank, um, anything to share? I have another haiku. Brilliant, go with that then. Wait, wait, is it like the last one? All of us obey. Our government, we serve. Maybe we should change. Ah! Oh, um, thank you, Frank, but I really think we should move on. All we do is serve. Independence! We must fight! for independence. Oh my god, I, I really don't think you should be. Rally behind me. Together, we will be free. Freedom at any cost. Oh no. Um, citizens, I believe that Frank has lost his mind. And and I also believe that the government's police are currently kicking down the doors to the building. I'm, I'm going to hide under my desk now. Citizens, I say, fight now for our freedom. Fight now for our lives. Uh, citizens? The the government's police are in the building. I hear their their feet pounding down the stairs, down the corridor. Now they're kicking open the door. Citizens, courage! Raise your weapons and your arms. Together, we need to go into the fight. No, wait, Sway. rebel! Oh, boy! Citizens, he's gone. The... Be- the police dragged him out of the building, and I am watching their their black van drive away now. Undoubtedly with Frank inside it. But yet, I'm sad. Not because I pity Frank, of course. He he was a raving lunatic, but because now I'm alone again. And also because now I am going to have to pay to replace the doors that the police kicked down and storming the building. Am I even getting paid? No, 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 not that I need paying. Of course, I'm happy. So so happy and content doing this, and, and I'm not alone. No, no, how, how silly of me to think that. I have you, dear citizens. Oh, hi, uh, Um, citizens, mechanics have just come in. They are saying they're going to replace my doors for free. Sweet. Oh, wow. And in a remarkably short amount of time, the mechanics have replaced my wooden doors with uh, still present ones. The head mechanic is dangling the keys at me, and now he is dragging his finger slowly across his throat and glaring at me. I think that is his way of telling me that this this is for my own good. Now while the mechanics are packing up their equipment and leaving, the head mechanic dangles the keys at me once again, meaningfully, then attaches them to his tool belt, glares at me one last time, then stomps out, the door closing automatically behind him. There is a thud of heavy metal, and a click of finality. Well, okay then, um, guess I'm staying in here for a while, if not forever, but like I was saying, citizens, I have this microphone, my voice, your ears, and what I'm pretty sure is a chamber pot in that corner. So I should be fine. I I will be fine. I will be fine. So, On that positive note, citizens, I bid you farewell until my next broadcast. And as always, stay safe, citizens. Stay safe.